0: Hello and welcome to You Should See the Other Guy, the podcast where we usually watch a romantic comedy featuring a love triangle and then tell you why the protagonist made the wrong decision. But today, we have a very special episode in store for you. I am Jennifer.
1: I'm Samantha.
0: And
2: I'm Sadie. And today, it's bracket time, baby. Yeah. (laughs) We have, I think it's 28 other guys slash girls slash people slash gnomes. And we are on air going to go through them and we are going to decide our ultimate winner slash winners. We will probably have disagreements. And... Yeah, and then you guys follow along at home, and maybe you have a different winner than us. I don't see how, because our, our, I mean, our opinions are fact. Yes, all of them. So how should we do this? How should we do this? We didn't talk about this beforehand.
1: If you're listening to this and you want to fill out your bracket before you listen to the episode, we've posted it on our Twitter at at Y-S-S-T-O-G. So you can go download it, print it out, mark it up. And these are are most of the rejected rom-com characters from past episodes. So that's another important prefatory note is if this is your first episode of you should see the other guy, maybe dabble in a bit of the back catalog (laughs) first for some content text
0: because some of these will be wild yeah. <laughs> yeah like our purpose is to argue for the other guy so we are not championing the guy who gets picked say let's yeah, use as that an guy. example yeah fuck that guy he already got the the reward you know yeah. he got the gal or you know as we've switched up the genders and stuff a bunch here but yeah so like in what was the one we did In His Girl Friday, obviously, Rosalind Russell ends up with Cary Grant. Therefore, Cary Grant is the guy. The other guy is, I can't even remember his name, but he's on our bracket right now.
2: (laughs) How dare you? How dare you do that to Bruce on air? Sorry, Bruce.
1: It's what he deserves. It's
0: been a while since we talked about that one.
1: I can't believe this Bruce slander so early in the podcast. Mm, pretty Whoa. pretty wet blanket, unremarkable character. He'll go early in our tournament.
2: <laughs> Emily Vanderwerf would hate it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Emily Vanderwerf is a Cary Grant stan, I think she will say. She is a Bruce ask her. stan. <laughs> but she's also a She's an everyone in that movie stan, I do believe. <laughs> this is true. Except the mother, perhaps, slightly. Is this
1: antithetical to the purpose of our podcast as a whole? Do you think that we're like, we're taking all these (laughs) rejected characters and rejecting 25 of them anew?
0: (laughs) Well, Samantha, when we do our 50th episode, we can opposite argue this episode. Because our other guy who is crowned champion of the other guys will then be a guy. And anyway, I don't really know exactly how to, but... (laughs) I think this is going to be fun.
1: I feel like my brain just went in a microwave.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I galaxy brained and then got to a point where I was still trying to say it in words and it just didn't work anymore. So yeah. (laughs) How are we doing
1: it?
2: I think, I think what makes the most sense is just to go top left down then. So we wrap up that side of the bracket and then go over to the other side. Does that sound valid? Yeah. Left to right? I think so.
1: And since there are three of us, like, a vote of two will override. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. We don't have to have a unanimous quorum to advance someone to a bracket.
0: And Sadie set this bracket up. So in some of the cases where Samantha and I were joined against Sadie, will now be overturned because some of those candidates are now facing off against one another.
1: Should we read off the initial matchups just quickly?
0: <laughs> yes. Samantha, so okay. you can do
1: that. Okay, so on the left side of the bracket, we've got Jeremy Adam Scott from Leap Year facing off against time-traveling genius Stuart Besser from Caden Leopold. Then we've got John Ambrose <laughs> from To All the Boys I've Loved Before facing off against Dean from Falling In love, we have Gertrude from the proposal. That's Malin Ackerman facing off against another 2000s other guy, Dusty Dinkelman from Just Friends. I should mention Andrew from Sweet Home Alabama for some reason, Ducky Lee Flynn from the Kissing Booth, and Alexander Lemtov from Eurovision have all been given, I guess, what's known in sports is like a bye week. So they'll, they'll, they won't be coming in until the next round. But to continue with our, Sorry, awesome. just I'll, a quick, like, I'll let just the bracket constructor note. explain herself.
2: <laughs> just a quick note. Brackets are fucking hard. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. I tried making this bracket and I was like, I don't know how I can do this with 26 people. So I added two other other guys into the mix. And then I realized I didn't need to do that, but it was too late. But it worked out fine anyway. So yeah, so these so these four guys get a little bit of a jump. But don't worry about it.
0: Also, I would like to note that we realize that Samantha has some biases ahead of time, naming some attractive actors who play certain characters, whilst leaving out the names of the actors who play others. Moving on. I,
1: I will remove all bias from my voice. Next up, Samantha (laughs) James from Just Friends (laughs) against Bruce from His Girl Friday.
0: (laughs) He'll be like an Elcor in Mass Effect. Yeah, (laughs) that's what that sounds like.
1: (laughs) We also have Colin from The Ugly Truth against Ben from What If? Larry from Groundhog Day versus Dalia, also from What If? Then the right side of our bracket, we've got um, we've got two Parises from two different <laughs> adaptations of Romeo and Juliet. The stroke of genius, Paul red Paris and Stephen Merchant Gnome Paris from Romeo and Juliet in a battle of <laughs> in the battle of Paris. Uh, <laughs> the Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim versus Jacob from Twilight, Keanu Reeves versus Roxy Richter. Uh, those are from Always Be My Maybe and Scott Pilgrim, respectively. And we've got Michael from Reality Bites versus Jenny from Always Be My Maybe. We have Johnny from Moonstruck versus <laughs> Left Twin from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Both equally deep characters. But
2: we'll yeah. Get into it.
1: This was a last-minute inclusion from Sadie that made me laugh. James Spader's Steph from Pretty in Pink. The guy who carries himself like he's Scarface versus uh, DJ Leo from Party Girl. And those are our round one matchups.
2: I'm so ready. Let's do it. Let's get
0: moving. So we're going... Left down, then right down. Yes. Yeah. I'm trusting okay. what- you guys to tell me what's going on because I'm not even looking at the bracket right now,
1: frankly. So one of us needs to be able to fill it out so that we know what, what the fuck is going on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good point.
2: Okay. Okay. So first up, I have the bracket open. Okay. And I can pull my notes app up. Okay. So cool. I'm good.
0: Oh, that's okay. a good idea. Damn, I have a printer now. I should have printed this. In fact, I should have printed it while I had to briefly be at the office for work today. Because fuck the man, you know. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty. <sighs> Don't be sad if you listen to this, man. <laughs> okay, Let's
1: have our on. listeners just listen to ten minutes of all of us setting up our printers to <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> print
1: the bracket.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, the plug's okay. First up. First up, we have Jeremy from Leap Year, played by Adam Scott, against Stuart Besser from Kate and Leopold, played by Liv Schreiber, I think. Schreiber. Schreiber. Okay.
0: Damn, so I always thought that was Schreiber.
1: Literally, that's always how I pronounced it. Thank you. You for might be right, it, but I said it extremely confidently, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. I.
0: <laughs> anyway. He used to be married to Naomi Watts in real life. Now he's not. He was, oh, I guess we should do a little face off of a description of both of these characters also as we face them
1: off. Right. Yeah. A little brief one. Jeremy's a cardiologist from leap year who is in ireland and he buys a condo for amy adams and that's the extent of my memory of him
0: and stewart is a genius though who was apparently neglectful of meg ryan in his attempt to find a portal through time which he did successfully And he also has a very cute dog. However, evidence also strongly points that he might be a murderer of Meg Ryan at the end of the movie.
1: Where did you get that he was a murderer? We got that he was like intergenerationally incest-related to her. Oh, that too.
0: But remember how he just—he so slickly and coldly talked her into jumping off the Brooklyn Bridge with like no indication or evidence whatsoever. I realize this is all the way back to like episode two.
2: It's too late for you to be making these kind of accusations. Listen back, Sadie. We
0: talked about this before. Anyway, that's it. I still am a Stewart fan. I thought. That he was probably in many ways a better option than Hugh Jackman in that movie. This is going to be a
1: a unanimous (laughs) vote because it's Stuart from me. Yeah.
0: Um, Adam Scott. Yeah, Samantha and I were kind of mean to Sadie about one of her favorite movies, Leap Year Here, because Mm -hmm. Samantha and I were such Adam Scott stands that we were like, fucking pick him. It was obvious. There was no downside to Adam Scott except him being a little bit mundane in some mundane moments that were filmed. Adam Scott for the win over Stuart, the time traveling
1: possible murderer genius. Wait, you want Adam, you want to vote for Jeremy?
0: Yeah. What? Oh, I did what? the first time around, too. <laughs> wait, you guys are voting for Stuart? Yeah. Or do you expect me to vote we? differently? Wait, you're <laughs> voting for Stuart? <laughs> oh, wait a second. Vote? Are we voting for, like, the bad other guy or the good other guy here?
1: The good other guy. <laughs> the the one what, we yeah. like more.
0: Yeah, I'm voting definitely for Adam Scott. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, Adam Scott's character who just like went to medical school and became a cardiologist versus Stuart, who figured out how to travel through space time from his like bedroom
0: and has a great dog. I know this is weird for me. But Adam <laughs> I Scott in a triscope, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand.
2: When was he in a trench coat?
0: <laughs> At some point in that movie. I
1: definitely very remember he was wearing a bench trench coat. Yeah. I'm
2: so tired. I can't believe you. He's so
1: bad in that movie. No! I want to go back in time, Jen, and prevent you from choosing Jeremy <laughs> in this bracket. I'm so Wait, angry. Wait, why?
0: Why are you ma- Are you voting for Stuart? Oh, I'm yeah. so confused. Stuart oh, voting- is
1: a time-traveling genius.
0: He's also nice. But Jeremy (laughs) is also really nice and is, has a good career and like had similar values and just thought he was lined up before Amy Adams went off the fucking rails and decided to go get suddenly engaged to an asshole Irishman that she knew for less than a week.
1: We can't do this, Jen. We can't. I think I just want to, I just want to check where Jen's thinking is because, uh, because I'm, I feel like there's a, there's a fine philosophical difference in the bracket where I don't, I don't think it's that we're voting for who was actually the more appropriate person for their respective protagonist. Like we've had that debate. We're just in a vacuum (laughs) saying we take Jeremy, we take Stewart.
0: Okay, who's better?
1: Who do we like better? This does make me
0: feel a little bit better because I'm telling you, when I saw the way the bracket was broken down, I was a little worried. I was like sadie is setting samantha the fuck up with this one with jeremy versus stewart i was like this is cruel this is like two of samantha's faves heading off head to head i thought we were still picking like the most appropriate guy here so obviously i'm going to go with jeremy now finding portals through time wise i'm going to go with stewart but also stewart fell down a fucking elevator shaft and left his dog to be taken care of by a man from the 19th Whoa, century. For to be fair, many days
2: he didn't know that he was going to fall down the elevator shaft <laughs> when he went outside that day.
0: Sadie is defending
2: Stewart. I only like Stewart because
1: he uninvented the elevator through his genius.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, unironically like Stuart. I would unironically marry Stuart in holy matrimony. <gasps> He, right here oh right my now God.
1: sadie you would were- you agree that what you we're deliberating were is out. these people like in vacuums against each other yeah. instead of like who's more uh, like yeah okay
2: like outside of the movie just like yeah. them as a person who would well who do guys you, like
0: more? you know what i am i'm actually quite happy to be outvoted here because i do like stewart and i didn't want him to get short shrift but I would rather be the more exciting. well, no, that's not the right thing to say. That will insult the fuck out of my spouse. <laughs> I would rather be I would rather be the one who falls down an elevator shaft out of my union. So Jeremy, it is.
1: This is very You're revealing now. In. I feel like we're reaching new layers of learning things about ourselves. Which I is- told
0: you. I did not mean to say by the way that my spouse is boring because Jesus Lord, honestly, he could get a little bit more boring and, you know, it might be a little more stable (laughs) life for the universe. But in fact, I don't want that for him. Chaos. Intro, babe.
1: (laughs) Your husband is like five years of time in his bedroom away from being Stuart. Like-
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's true. (laughs)
1: Well, outvoted two to one Stuart advances. Stuart.
2: Yep. I had it already written down.
0: So (laughs) (laughs) This is so weird. Samantha and I both argued so hard for Jeremy. I was like I know because again Adam Scott. As you know, that's honestly what's selling for for me. Also because Stuart popped up excuse me, Stuart's actor, Leave Alive Schreiber Schreiber later in another movie we watched in a less nice role. So we've only had Adam Scott pop up once and he was like nothing but like nice and kind and bought Amy Adams' apartment. So, but time travel. Okay, you okay. know what? Stewart, it is.
1: No. Stewart. I'm in. Honor your vote.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy! You know what I want to say. But <laughs> <Well>, you're <laughs> vetoed anyway.
1: Okay, next up,
2: we have John Ambrose... Versus
1: Dean. Um, <laughs> this one, is yeah, pretty straightforward, right?
2: Watch Jen come in hot with Dean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I was. Here's my hot take: is that Dean is hot. And Dean is an adult. However, both those points are <laughs> negated by the fact that Dean told our protagonist not to eat bread.
1: This was my point too. Denying bread, <laughs> cardinal sin.
0: And John... John Ambrose is just dreamy in every way except he's yeah. a young teenager. But so was our protagonist. So
2: well, to be fair, Jordan Fisher is an adult, and he is one of the hottest adults currently living. So, so. I mean. <laughs>
1: Is that what it says in his his Twitter bio? One of the (laughs) hottest adults currently living.
2: It should be. My Twitter bio should be Jordan Fisher is the hottest adult currently
1: living. <laughs> I remember standing going yeah, on
0: yeah. long tangents about how hot his voice is when we recorded that episode. Yeah, and that did make me pay more attention because I was trying to watch the all of these characters who were, were all adults who are all adults through the lens of them playing teens. But John Ambrose is the winner times a thousand, even if they're teens. Like, I mean, you're so- both. Both Peter Kavinsky and uh, yeah, whoever else we're talking about. Dean and his no bread stance.
1: If I had more editing willpower, I would make this a clip show. And it would be like, remember when Sadie talked about John Ambrose's voice? Let's remember. And then like, (laughs) and then we'd, we'd cut back to Sadie saying it.
2: Well, I'll just say, I'll just say it again. I'll just say it again. His voice is so dreamy. And since... That episode came out, the fifth season of She-Ra came out in which he voices one of the characters, Seahawk. And every time that character comes on, I am just like, oh. Oh, God. Seahawk is one of the goofiest <laughs> characters on the show, but it's so good. It's so good. Goofy. Anyway, watch she Peace out.
1: John Ambrose, sensitive, smart, plays the piano, attractive, three to three Perfect. nothing.
0: John Ambrose. Perfect in every way. Boom. Yeah. Bam. Dean, sorry. We also love actor who played Dean, but you got done really dirty with that role. Moving on. <sighs> Next okay. up.
2: Okay. Next up, we have Gertrude from The Proposal. Versus Dusty Dinkelman
1: from Just Friends. <laughs> Gertrude is the <laughs> Madeline of Southwest Alaska. No, wait, Madeline. Who's the person who teaches Madeline? Anyway, Gertrude is a school teacher in Southwest Alaska, who is there to serve as a reminder to publishing world Ryan Reynolds of what life was like back in his hometown. She's the hometown hottie. And Dusty Dinkleman. I feel like Jen could do Dusty Dinkleman justice.
0: Dusty also is serving a nice purpose for society as a paramedic. Super hot, played by Chris Klein. Every move was smooth. But then he got super character assassinated at the end when we found out that his moves were smooth because they were choreographed in attempts to pick up women who he thought would have rejected him earlier in life and i guess dump them then he's such he's such a fucking asshole
2: he's such a douchebag you
0: know though i kind of i'm having i mean i don't have trouble voting in this one because but the at the same time we know fucking nothing about gertrude she could be the dusty dinkleman of alaska and i feel like Gertrude and Dusty Dinkleman themselves could be a good couple.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is Ooh. an interesting pairing. I liked this pairing, Sadie. Thank you for putting them together. Thank you.
0: It was
2: 1 a.m. I didn't put as much thought into it as you guys think I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this could be a rom-com where Gertrude and Dusty meet through our bracket and fall in love. And
0: they're like, "Hey, how dare how dare you beat me in this bracket?"
1: Yeah,
2: anyway, I, I found Gertrude unremarkable in every way and though Dusty was annoying, he was also very fun to watch. And he was a character like I like Dusty Dinkleman is a character. Gertrude does not even have a last name. Oh, is this so- a late
1: search for Dusty Dinkleman? Because Gertrude, Ooh. you know, I ha- we established that I have a soft spot for Mal and Ackerman. So my allegiances are known they're on record.
0: Sadie. Oh,
2: God. I mean, Gertrude is obviously, from what we know, she's the better person. But in terms of like characters, I think that Dusty Dinkelman is more fun. So I vote for Dusty.
1: Oh, our first tiebreaker.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are seriously putting me in this position. I am, I am, I am swoggled right now. <laughs> like, I, I am shocked and appalled. Thought, I thought that you both. And this is silly that I thought Sadie would ever choose Jeremy from leap year. But I thought that he would be the clear swinger for the first one. He would go right through. So I had all my arguments for him in place. I was not prepared for Stuart to sweep it. (sighs) I, this, okay. Inadvertently insulted by your own spouse. Now I have to choose between Gertrude and Dusty Dinkelman. And for the sake of future pairings, I am going to say I apologize to both Samantha and beautiful, beautiful Malin Ackerman, Dusty
1: Dinkelman. Oh, <laughs> <Hey>. my heart. <laughs> All right. We have our first uh, contested winner, <laughs> Dusty Dinkelman, in a tiebreaker. Okay,
0: That's let me- only, I I was planning to go for a Gertrude there. That was a,
1: guys, this is, we're only two in. This is getting nuts. I guess we technically had a tiebreaker already, but I mentally erased Jen's Jeremy support from my mind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's see. Next. So we have Ducky next technically, but he's not till next round.
0: Yeah, we have to do all of the sides before we do the middles, right? Yeah. Yes.
2: So next we have Samantha James, also from Just Friends, Ooh. paired against Bruce from His Girl Friday, played by Ralph Bellamy. Yes. And then Samantha James is played by Anna Ferris.
1: <laughs> this one is easy for me. We, On one hand, we have a chaotic bisexual pop star versus a paper towel that wiped up uh, tea stain versus know. bisexual
2: <laughs> paper towel that wiped out tea stain.
0: <laughs> yeah, Samantha James eight times eight thousand. Yeah, our girl Anna Ferris did such a glorious portrayal in that. Oh wow! I hope she and Dusty dinkleman end up getting to go up against each other because you know what? He sucked, but she was great. In the end, there was actually nothing to take her down. She would
2: She's excellent. She would eviscerate him in a knife fight. Oh
1: yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of dreading if we ever get to a point where we have two bisexuals facing off against each other because a one bisexual round is an easy round in our bracket.
0: Samantha, you know us and who we're going to pick. A bisexual versus bisexual round is inevitable. <laughs>
1: I I am getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. I I'm just I have so much anxiety right now.
2: <laughs> okay, so we're we are in agreement, Samantha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Samantha Three James. Nothing.
1: Sorry, Ralph Bellamy. Sorry me. sorry Sorra me sorry, me to Emily to Emily Vanderwerf, esteemed guest.
0: Well, I, mean, I remember that my suggestion was that on his girl Friday, that they just get in a throuple and let Bruce's mom support them all. This is true, but oh, unfortunately, God. that was shot down by everyone due when you to brought up Bruce's mom
1: in, in the throuple. 40s. I <laughs> thought you were going in a really bad direction.
0: I feel like if they would have just flattered her enough, and she had realized it would have been coming from three of them, that she would have been on board. You know, but <laughs> oh, okay. All
2: right. Um. <laughs> Next up. We have what I consider the worst and most cursed little bracket, which is Colin from the Ugly Truth. Versus Ben from What If, the two whitest and straightest characters we have. Oh, no.
1: This is the unremarkable boyfriend round. Yeah.
0: Why didn't we put Jeremy and Stuart up against those two? They would have been easily demolished and Jeremy and Stuart could have both lasted longer. Are you critiquing Uh. my bracket skills? I am critiquing your bracket now, (laughs) Sadie. But also, I mean, yes, these are the two most alike. And so it makes sense to put them up against one another. (laughs) So also, I am not critiquing your bracket skills.
1: (laughs) We're getting personal early. We haven't even finished the left side of the bracket yet.
2: (laughs) God, I, so I vote Ben from What If purely because he was more attractive to me. That's the only way that I can differentiate these two characters. So, Oh, Oh, and I liked the movie more that he was from.
1: Ben from What If was like an expert in like international maritime law or like something like that. And Colin was just like stereotypical dream hunk. Doctor, and the movie didn't really bother like fleshing him out beyond that.
0: My problem with Colin is that I'm sure that actor is a very nice person, but I was also not the biggest fan of his character on the incredibly excellent, canceled before its time, so sadly, soap opera Witches of East End. And also, he was in the movie, The Ugly Truth. And I am not going to vote for that on any metric whatsoever. Ben, it is.
1: Guilt by association. I and I'll hop on the Ben train. Three nothing. Ben from What If. The most resounding vote for the most unremarkable character.
2: (laughs) Okay. And now we have the most remarkable bracket, Larry from Groundhog Day going up against Dahlia from What If.
1: Damn. Dahlia is a refresher, is the sister of the Zoe Kazan love object in What If. And she is like, Also kind of quirky, but like a little too forward with Daniel Radcliffe at one moment Mm -hmm. in the movie, Mm -hmm. I believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Larry is the gray sweater cameraman from the beloved cinematic classic, Groundhog Day.
0: Larry! It's got to be Larry. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel
1: I, of course, vote Larry. And uh, I feel like it's safe to say we're probably the first people in human history to talk about these two characters in conversation (laughs) with each other.
0: Look, Dahlia is very beautiful and so is Larry will be a great partner to somebody someday. She would behave very badly when rejected, which was an impulse that I understood if absolutely did not condone. She's going to be fucking fine. Larry is our guy. Larry.
1: Larry has an earthy sexual charisma that unfortunately (laughs) no one in his movie seems capable of seeing.
0: Again, you know what? I choose not even to buy Larry's character assassination at the end of that movie because it had transcended fully into folly by that point. Where literally, not only has Bill Murray been able to charm everybody in the town by having learned their ways over a period of somewhere between 10 and 2,000 years that he had spent in the same day. But also that this is still a single 24 hour period and that they are all running up and hugging Bill Murray. Like he is their fucking beloved son of the town. Even if he had done something nice for you today, that is weird. That would not happen. And nobody would have paid that little for Larry in the date auction. And I really don't think Larry was out there stiffing anybody on the tip after what he had shown us earlier in the movie. Larry was done wrong. <laughs> Larry is our... W- <laughs> oh, my God. Jen. <laughs> she just she, slammed God. the desk so Jen. hard.
1: <laughs> Jen's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Jen just slammed the desk so hard. She <laughs> yeeted herself she left. from the podcast. <laughs>
0: oh Oh, shit it really did mute me when I slammed the desk I was so confused by that for so long
1: oh my god I thought you could I can't. Sadie and I I were already in like a giggle war and then (laughs) (laughs) and then that happened
2: you were powering through despite the fact that Samantha and I were absolute (laughs) messes I was crying at at Larry with his raw earthy (laughs) sexual charisma (laughs) (laughs)
1: it's subterranean it's just like i don't know it's in his stomach it's the
0: sweater
2: it's the grayish sweater
0: (laughs) well you know what y'all thanks to my strange time traveling husband who i inadvertently dissed earlier in this podcast i actually own a sweater that at least looks exactly like it if it's not it it's the replica and by God, when it is not 90 degrees here again, I am going to wear that sweater and I'm going to record an episode of this podcast and you all will be able to feel my raw sexual energy of the sweater <laughs> through the
1: mic. We already do every week. Don't, don't oh, worry. Thanks. <laughs> Should we do our bi-week people on this side of the bracket or should we come back to them
0: come back i think let's do all low-level people yeah
1: okay so our winners on this side of the bracket if you're following along at home are Stuart, john ambrose dusty dinkelman samantha james ben and larry
2: yeah So next up, we're going to have Stuart versus Andrew, John Ambrose versus Dusty, Samantha James versus Ducky from Pretty in Pink, and then Ben versus Larry. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, fellas. (laughs) Oh, next on this, on the right side of the bracket where things are wild, we have Paris played by Paul Rudd from Romeo and Juliet 1996 versus Paris- Gnome version from the <laughs> hit the hit Baslerman cinematic classic Gnomeo plus Julianne.
1: <laughs> the movie that I think surprised me the most with how much I ended up liking it on this podcast, but I don't think I'm going to go for Gnome Paris because as in love as I was with the Gnome concept gnome paris was just kind of like nerdy about plants or something like that and yeah like paul red paris is just dreamy looking and like maybe a himbo our first podcast himbo
2: true yeah i think it's gotta be paul red paris for me because also, Gnome Paris, we didn't really see a lot of him, and he was also blatantly in love with Juliet's handmaiden, the Frog, the entire time. So he wasn't even technically another guy, really.
1: So I did. I think it was a hippo. I guess it was. You know,
2: a frog. the passage of time <laughs> really sways things. You see what you want to see.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna create my mo- uh, my own Mandela effect where it's just me who remembers. <laughs> <laughs> the handmaiden and Nomio plus Juliet as a hippo. And I'll insist well, that it's a common false memory, even though I'm the only one who thinks it.
0: Samantha, as I'm sure that you recall, though none of the rest of us do, you did spend quite a time in quite a period, quite a length. I'm not sure what the word to say there in the time loop, the week that we did record the groundhog day episode that you are finally apparently now released from. So we will forgive you for being a little hazy on on the goings on of Nomeo and Juliet. But yes, also, I think I redeem myself to my partner now by choosing Paul Rudd Paris because my partner is too smart to be a himbo, but he does like quite often resemble Paul Rudd in the astronaut suit. So, <laughs>
2: does he wear astronaut suits around the house? Um,
1: you'd be surprised. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he made it for our 2014 Halloween party, which Samantha did attend, and yes, it does make an appearance. From time to time.
1: I remember, I have a distinct memory from that Halloween party in which I was dressed as R2-D2 and my wife was dressed as Princess Amadala, I believe. And I remember Justin in his astronaut suit standing outside in the snow. I think it was cold. Just like, like <laughs> to no music, just dancing on your lawn, like <laughs> pumping <laughs> his fists in the air.
0: <laughs> and yes, while Ceramic Nomeo, as portrayed by James McAvoy, did have a bit of sexual appeal to him, I apologize to Ceramic Paris. May you live a long and happy life with your ceramic frog mate. 1000% Paul Red Paris is yeah. my
2: vote. We are in agreement.
1: <laughs> All right. Paris Paul okay. Red.
2: Next up, we have. Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim versus bum, 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 Jacob from Twilight, the ultimate other guy. Oh, oh. oh
0: shit.
1: Uh, Jacob imprinted on a baby. I will excuse myself from the debate. <laughs> you know that I'm going to pick Knives Chow.
2: <laughs> yeah. I Damn. <laughs> the, I, I hate, I think about that all the time, that Stephanie Meyer really made him an irredeemable character in the eyes of, of normal people. So (laughs) I also have to say knives chow. If we're talking, if we're talking, if, if we lived in a perfect other world in which Jacob did not imprint on a baby and it was just Jacob from the first movie slash book the entire way through, then that would be a different story, but we don't live in a perfect world. We live in the worst timeline So, again, (laughs) nice chow for me. God,
0: yeah. Again, I would like to pick Jacob on the potential of that cute little actor in his long wig showing up in the beginning of the first movie. But the whole arc was horrible. There was nothing redeemable about it, it was just terrible. And I wanted to argue for this one, as soon as I heard Knives Chow, immediately I was going to dismiss her as she's a child. However, Jacob also still, I believe, canonically by the end of the books, even by the time that Bella has been turned into a vampire and has a child of her own that Jacob imprinted on is still a child.
2: He's still like 17. So they're
1: the
0: same age. Knives Chow, carry on, baby girl.
1: I feel like we should also say that Knives Chow has positive qualities of her own and does not just advance by virtue of Jacob imprinting on a fetus. Yeah.
0: Yes, this is true. We we just despised her as an option for the other guy-gal option when we did Scott Pilgrim because Scott Pilgrim is like 23 And Knives Chow is 17 and we were creeped out by that and thought that Scott Pilgrim should leave her the fuck
1: alone. Yeah, Yeah, this is the bracket of people who all need to graduate from high school and date people who have also graduated from high school.
0: Oh, yeah. But like Knives is great on her own qualities and we wish her the best going forward, which I don't know how long she'll make it in this bracket because I don't know who she'll be up against next, but she has my vote to pass Jacob Black Werewolf in this one.
1: Well, we'll find out who she goes up against next in our
0: very <laughs> next round. <laughs> okay. We have Keanu Reeves
2: playing himself and Always Be My Maybe <laughs> <laughs> up against roxy richter from scott pilgrim as well so i know my vote
1: mm, i think i know mine i
0: think i know yours y'all did keanu so dirty with this one you did her so, you did him so dirty you knew we would all vote for roxy you knew it <laughs> and we don't even know anything about roxy we know at least that keanu knows the we, names of many chinese dignitaries
2: we know that she was born on the moon
0: That's true. Anyway, that's all we we need to know for Roxy, who herself was done super dirty by Ramona Flowers, who dismissed her as a vicarious phase, and then apparently exploded into a cloud of coins because she was demolished by Scott Pilgrim? No. She deserves much better. She deserves indeed the moon upon which she was born in the world. (laughs) Damn, Jen,
1: that's beautiful. That was so beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Roxy, we we resurrect her from coin form. We assemble her back into her beautiful, bifurious furious self, and it's 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 a painful elimination because I love the Keanu Reeves cameo, but Roxy Richter's got, I think, some more layers to her than than keanu reeves caricature of a self-aggrandizing version of himself
0: however you know i think first of all keanu will be fine and also i have been remiss in you know these pandemic times of keeping super on top of my celebrity gossip however i did note a few days ago that He and his glorious and just beautiful from the moon, probably the moon herself personified real life girlfriend, Alexandra Reeves, have had to file a restraining order against a weird stalker who is trying to attack his girlfriend because she thinks that he would never be with a woman who is 10 years younger than him and looks her age. I suppose. So I think that Keanu will be fine and okay to be left out of this bracket and, you know, celebrity everything for a while. Let him live in peace. Let him depart. Have y'all looked up his girlfriend? She's She's fucking incredible. She's
2: gorgeous. She's wonderful.
0: And her art is like, the fuck? Like... Keanu really has achieved something in getting her to be his girlfriend. And I think we should leave him in peace with that now.
1: Agreed. Yes. <laughs> God, She's, Keanu.
0: They're
2: this they're equal in age. It's they're just it's perfect in every way, which uh, it shouldn't be shocking or like refreshing yeah. for they're an not actor. not even equal yeah. in
0: age. He's like a decade older. <laughs> but much more equal than we typically see.
1: Yeah. In the equation of Hollywood where a man's age is, his current is N minus 10. They're a lot more equal in age than a lot of other Los Angeles pairings. I don't know why I said it like that. I hate myself. Next round. <laughs> Let's
2: see. Let me pull it up. I lost it for a second. I was looking up the age of Keanu Reeves.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's in his 50s now.
2: Damn. Okay. So, next round, we have Michael from Reality Bites, played by Ben Stiller, versus Jenny from Always Be My Maybe, played by Vivian Bang.
1: This is a tough one. Michael is the like MTV. Well, it's not called MTV for copyright reasons, but it's all for all intents the and purposes an MTV. In MTV. <laughs> yeah. He's a producer there, kind of square. He's the contrast to Ethan Hawkes long-haired rocker who destroys a riot girl song and that made jen really mad that's my most vivid memory from the reality bites episode ben is
2: like yeah michael's like a sellout yuppie who has a job therefore he's the worst
1: Having, being able to make money to feed yourself in a capitalist hellscape, <laughs> boring. Yeah. <laughs> and Jenny, how, how to describe Jenny? <laughs> Words can't.
0: Good hearted, but appropriative lock and wearing and horrifying Vienna sausage and spaghetti making. Yeah.
2: But also but deeply relatable that, in some ways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was quite likable, girl.
1: This is going to be a tough one. I'm not sure how I want to vote on this. I mean, I want to automatically disqualify Jenny for her hairstyle, but gosh, how are you? How are you two voting?
2: So- Do you want me to go first, Jen? Do you, should I go first? Do you want to go first?
0: Um, okay. I will go first just because I'm still staring at my Google page that I opened up and I want to correct myself because like just echoes of shame are rolling over my whole body that when I tried to say Alexander Grant as the name of Keanu Reeves' girlfriend- A few minutes ago, I accidentally said Alexandra Reeves. I gave her his last name and I must correct that. Oh, thank goodness. That was just destroying my whole soul. That must be on the record as corrected. Okay. That said, I fucking love Jenny. I think that she is great. She seems very much like somebody who I would know and like actually in a local scene and support, but the locks are real rough and I still am fucking mad at Winona Ryder's character for destroying our boy's beautiful Planet of the Apes collectible at the beginning of the movie. And somehow he got over that and dealt with her. He defended her against... Ethan Hawke's fucking shit assness while Ethan Hawke was living on her couch. And then he... Oh, and then also he actually had her stuff edited into high art, you know? Which is what the first real world series is. Even though she thought that it was like terribly undignified. So you know what? Fuck Lainey as played by Winona Ryder in that movie. Michael deserves the world. I choose him. And Jenny is gonna be fine carrying on in the San Francisco scene. I am not worried about her. I love her and I free her to do her own thing. Hopefully she will cut that out of her hair.
1: (laughs) Jen delivering her boats as though she is God, just uh, ordering the characters, (laughs) pulling them around on strings. Uh, And with our first spite vote, voting for Michael to spite the protagonist of Reality Bites, the um, kind of myopic and solipsistic Winona Ryder, not Winona Ryder herself, her character in Reality Bites. Gosh, how are you going (laughs) to land, Sadie? I need to know if I'm going to be a tiebreaker or if it even matters.
2: Ditto at Jen. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) It's, It's Michael for me. Also, he's like genuinely a nice guy like i would like to date michael and so i wouldn't like to date jenny so just purely based off of that it's got to be michael he seems like a very supportive
1: partner i agree and we all established that this was ben stiller at his best looking in reality bites
2: yes yeah
1: not because of age but because someone figured out how to light ben stiller and (laughs) It was Ben Stiller. (laughs) He was the director. So uh, that makes sense. (laughs) If I directed myself in a movie, I would make sure, you know, only high angle shots, soft pink lighting. (laughs)
0: Like that. Wait, that was your best take? Too bad. I didn't look good in this scene. Get back in there.
1: (laughs) So I guess my my internal crisis is irrelevant because I was going to vote for Jenny and say, straighten your hair, but I'm persuaded. So for the record, I'm going to vote for Michael because I'm remembering how nice he was and that the movie demonized him for like working at MTV, which is about as like unsquare as a square job can get it. At the time, I I think. So Michael 3-0.
0: I was about to start arguing more in Michael's favor, but he has us all so much. Oh God. And again, I think Jenny will be fine.
2: (laughs) Next up, next up we have we have Johnny from Moonstruck played by Danny Ilo versus Left Twin, uh, from Scott Pilgrim, played by I don't know. (laughs)
1: a left twin who has like five seconds of screen time yes yes yeah
2: that that
0: one
1: Um, It's left twin for me
0: it's left twin for me as well (laughs) left twin has a better and more exciting career demonstrably has more talent johnny never wants to be coupled or married with anyone at all he just wants somebody to take care of him and Maybe he will achieve that through his brother marrying somebody and eventually they will take care of him. Farewell, Johnny. Left twin it is. Well, but locked, sweetie, sealed, wait, and delivered. Wait, what? a what? moment. Before we move on for that, how did you choose left twin over right twin? Left twin has the color hair. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. clearly more interesting. Yeah. Right twin's got to get out. Okay, just wanted to ask what it was that set left twin apart. How dare you call me out like this? What if I had said, I don't know? What would you have done oh, you then, Jen? You would have made up something, Sadie. You would have slandered me on the podcast. Okay. Are we ready
2: for our final first round bracket? Yeah. We-
1: Farewell, Johnny, wet paper towel yeah. number two of this competition. Uh, please
2: get
0: him away.
1: Okay. He was like a used Kleenex.
2: Next, we have Steph from Pretty in Pink, played by James Spader. Versus DJ Leo (laughs) from Party Girl. I, I'm, can I say right out the gate? I'm going to vote Steph. I'm going Steph too. Oh my God. Tell me why. (laughs) No. Okay. Here's why. I think what fascinates me about Steph is the layers to him that you never really approach or get into in Pretty in Pink. He's an asshole, Right. Like not like layers, like good layers, but like for like, it's never really addressed the fact that he really like he wants Andy, Molly Ringwald's character. Like he he has a crush on her and it's but it's like fucked up. And it's weird and they never make him a romantic interest or a romantic possibility, which I love. But the fact that they include that regardless, like it's, it's Steph's own fucked up shit that gets in the way of him ever possibly being a romantic interest for Andy. But there's like layers to Steph. There's like this bone deep, like, like he's just unhappy with like who he is and, who, who he's going to be, you know, like there's that one scene where he's like sitting in, in that big mahogany desk and like he doesn't fit there and like he knows he doesn't fit there, but he's trying to act like he does. I don't know. There's just something weird about Steph that I just, that I just find so fascinating whenever he's on screen. So anyway. Yeah. Why do you, why do you want to pick Steph?
1: Uh, He's, he's an asshole, but he, he, I am obsessed with him being like 17 and carrying himself like he's running cocaine through the Florida Keys. And (laughs) (laughs) uh, I find that more captivating than, than DJ Leo from Party Girl.
0: Well, guys, I'm going to have to swing in and disagree with you here, even though I know Steph. Yeah, I think just the James Spader has fucking overtaken you all because you guys know that, sure, like, you'd have great sex with Steph and then he would just... Choke you completely to death while watching the life leave your eyes against your protestations. Well, yeah, you realize that's what you're voting for, right? Yes. Now, right? Okay,
1: <laughs> sounds like a good way to die.
0: Because that's what he wanted to do to Andy. And DJ Leo wants you to live and dance to house music. Therefore, my vote goes to him.
2: <laughs> well, you're overruled, but I well, but I appreciate it and I love
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I noted. Even, I, that. I, yeah, guys, wow, okay, all Your right. Your dissent has right. been
1: noted and very disrespectfully disregarded.
0: <laughs> that is not how I am gonna go. Not at the hands of a weaselly little man like that. <laughs>
1: Jen, I have a theory about how you're approaching this bracket from the start, actually, from the very first answer, which is that I think someone as charismatic and attractive as you will be biased towards eliminating people like that from the bracket. So it makes sense to me that you would encounter a very charismatic James Spader on this bracket and- and repel him and i know you've got a stated reason and it's a good stated reason but i'm still gonna try to practice amateur psychoanalysis uh, for no reason
0: (laughs) i mean i don't know but again mm -mm. i would i would walk out of the room he was at at a party i would have my own room
1: and he can go (laughs) elsewhere i don't like him This has been a room of Jen's own reflections on Steph <laughs> in Pretty in Pink. Well, we've done all the first rounds. Oh,
2: it almost killed us, but we're here
1: now. We things are
2: going to get really yet. interesting. Okay,
0: <laughs> I never hate you guys. We got in worse fights about, gosh, several, I, no, I don't even like, like think about the <laughs> got in
1: incredibly fights. inconsequential <laughs> things. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's go
2: back to the beginning. We have. Stuart Besser, Caitlyn Leopold, versus Andrew Hennings, Sweet Home Alabama, played by Patrick Dempsey. He wasn't in the initial round, but now he's hopping in.
1: Uh oh. It's going to be Stuart for me again. I'm going to take the time traveling genius over the like, you know, moderate Democrat senator, uh, who like, you know, I'm trying to think Gosh. of an insult for Andrew Hennings, the kind of person who would like put a pride flag in their official bio, but then like, you know, vote against like universal health care or something oh, like that.
0: But no, no he you're putting that on his mom. Yeah. <laughs> his mother was the character who is directly portrayed as that. And you, uh, Samantha obviously assumes that Andrew Hennings is a mama's boy.
1: Whereas the apple did like, not fall far from the Yankee tree with, I, uh, with Andrew.
0: <laughs> I feel that Andrew responded with shocking restraint at having his mom punched out in front of a crowd after attending a fucking Confederate festival like What? Like, oh my, honest, Uh, you know, and then again, that's sort of a point against Andrew in my favor, because I feel like I would have just gone into a serious blackout stage and just clawed the eyes out of somebody who punched my mom in that scenario. So this is a tough
2: one. (sighs) I know.
1: How are you voting?
2: I'm, I'm thinking about who I would like to be married to. I guess. And it's just got to be Stewart for me, because I feel like he has the supportive qualities that Andrew also has. And I'm trying not to get swayed by Patrick Dempsey, because especially like younger Patrick Dempsey, my God, really does it for me. But it's got to be Stewart. In my in my onion.
1: Did you First say onion all, or did my I did. Uh, internet just have an opinion?
0: I, I said onion. <laughs> I said <laughs> onion. Ex- explain explain the onion before I deliver my vote.
2: Oh, it's just it just instead of opinion, I just say onion.
0: Oh, thank you. That's really <laughs> cute. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip that off from you and do the same in future.
1: I'm a trendsetter, oh. y'all. Jen, Stewart, give it to us. Your verdict. What's it Stewart gonna be?
0: Stuart is a fucking. Well, okay. Look, you know what? I take it back. My impli- that you implied that I insulted my partner. That he would be because do you know what my partner thought when he saw Stewart in that movie?
1: He thought he, he thought, I'm thought at that mirror. he was a
0: murderer who had <laughs> concocted an elaborate scheme to get her to jump off of the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> he respected Stewart's Stewart's, you know. Whatever. Whatever Stuart had done, he respected not a whit. And I am going to stand by my own potential time traveling genius and say that something was not quite right with Stuart's business. Something's rotten in Denmark. (laughs) Something is was rotten there. Stewart did not have it together. And also, I did not think that Hugh Jackman was a good option for her either. And I thought that that was bad that Stewart talked her into it only so that he could exist in the future because he had gotten himself involved in weird time traveling intergenerational incest.
1: So... So is that a vote against Stuart?
0: Therefore, I choose Andrew Hennings, who could be married and then amicably be divorced in like 10 years and you could have a country house somewhere. Andrew is my vote. Even though Stuart, you already both voted for it.
1: <laughs> Sadie, it's you and me, baby. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to carry Stuart all the way to the end over Jen's objection. Jen just slandering him. You,
0: you, how, then, I'm so surprised. I thought I was going to come in here defending Stuart, but then. Oh my God. <laughs> you guys coming in. I'm like, be careful. Oh, what are you doing? I feel I feel that I really need to watch for Sadie's next partner because I don't want them to be a time traveling intergenerational incest murderer. If they're not, then I will be
2: disappointed.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and thus I say.
1: <laughs> I have a similar theory about um about about your spouse not liking Stuart, which is that I think that as a very, as a very handsome, very, very handsome, it should be stressed, eccentric, kind of like self taught genius. I think that your partner has kind of an allergic reaction to the same and has to like, project murderous intent onto Stuart. It's like, two of the same poles of a magnet, like repelling each other.
0: Stewart did tell a woman to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, make the decision in 20 minutes, and push her forward to go do that.
1: That's his confidence in your own conclusions. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> He'd done it himself. <sighs> but you know also, he knew that he was putting her back in the 1800s. And all that that implies. Well, like, fucker. You could sense the
1: trad wife in her. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he needs to be with a woman Uh-oh, from the future, yeah. clearly. And, and to clear the way for that, to clear the runway for him to be with like somebody from Blade Runner, he has to send <laughs> Meg Ryan back to like be, uh, like gay aristocrats beard in the 19th century, you know?
0: I do know that if I myself am considering time travel, you two are not the ones I will consult about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> offended.
2: <But laughs> okay, okay. Clever. Moving on. Next up is probably one of the easiest decisions. John Ambrose. From Tat Bilb versus Dusty Dinkleman from Just Friends.
1: Oh, now I'm feeling chaotic from the stuff <laughs> down Don't you and dare. I kinda wanna go Dusty Dinkleman. <laughs> Don't you for the dare. same reasons that you picked Dusty over Gertrude? Dusty's like interesting, and John Ambrose but, is like so good that he becomes boring to me.
2: Okay, but the thing that gets me with John Ambrose is that scene where he's playing the piano. And he tells her that no one called him John Ambrose until she started calling him John Ambrose because her name is Laura Jean. And he and she essentially gave him his identity. That's so good. I eat you that mean, shit
1: up. The scene where they're like play they're sixteen and they're talking to each other like they're forty-five. Yes. And they're like, are we good John Ambrose? <laughs> I think we're good. And it's like, geez, have you been married for like 20 years and you're talking about your relationship?
0: <laughs> what was that with piano playing scenes? Like that one and then the one that Samantha, you called out in Twilight where they were just lounging around listening oh, to some yeah. smooth piano. like, And they're like teens canonically then. What? That's what teens do. <laughs> well, I vote John Ambrose.
2: What What do you vote, Jen? Tiebreaker, Jen.
0: Chris Klein is really fine, but, he did get canonically character assassinated there really badly, which again, though, hang on, maybe, I, I don't know, I might be talking myself out of this. That could happen to John Ambrose. But no, I really liked the movie casting of John Ambrose versus whatever white bread shit happened in the books. And the guy who played him in the movies does have a really hot voice and face and everything. And I'm going to go with John Ambrose.
2: Jen, we can stay friends. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> Now I'm questioning my friendship with Jen. Are we good, Jen?
0: <laughs> you better you better both ask me when you're ready to time travel. Okay. Because okay. I will tell you. And y'all and won't even time tell travel,
1: me. I would just time travel, fix my life and become friends with you seven years earlier than I did.
0: Oh, man. That would be so great because I've got all these events I want you to appear at then. Sadie <laughs> could also appear at them, but she would be like 12. So that would be <laughs>
1: Sadie would be in the corner drinking a Capri Sun while (laughs) while we're, you know, late teenagers together.
0: No, I am absolutely, if either of you come to me and are like, my true love came to me, my ex told me that I need to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge to travel back to the 18th century to be with him, I would be like... I am forcibly restraining you right now. Absolutely the fuck not. And I think that that is the healthy response.
1: <laughs> I was just thinking about <laughs> if if all, if society got destroyed in a nuclear apocalypse and all of the movies that we're talking about got eliminated, but all that future historians had access to was this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> how, how weird that would be and how this... Transcript of this entire conversation would make absolutely no fucking sense. Anyway,
2: <laughs> I think it's pretty self explanatory. Which is all I right, do, like time traveling
1: intergenerational incest <laughs> point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I look for in no a sense. spouse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Next. We have Samantha James from Just Friends versus Phil Ducky Dale from Pretty in Pink.
1: Oh, this is my heart. Wow.
2: I mean, you guys know who it has to be for me.
1: I got it. Same as for me. I think I've got to go Ducky and all you can say it better than I can.
2: Ducky for me is the ultimate other guy. I think Ducky was such a good character. And if you know, like the backstory of Pretty in Pink, if you listen to our episode of Pretty in Pink, Ducky was originally who Andy played by Molly Ringwald was going to end up with. But then last minute they changed the ending because they didn't want it to seem like rich people and not rich people couldn't end up together. And so they stuck her with this boring ass dude named blaine and they but they included all of the original like romantic scenes and like build up to ducky being the romantic interest but they just like changed the ending and so it doesn't feel like a romance between andy and blaine it feels like a romance between andy and ducky so for me it has to be ducky i mean ducky is like the perfect person he's he's such an interesting fun little quirky character he's played by john cryer it's an amazing performance john cryer is so good in pretty and pink he's just he's got it he's also like so like he was he was considered a nerd in Pretty and Pink, like they dressed him up to be kind of like a weird nerd, but now he like he dresses really cool. Like people try and strive to look like what Ducky looked like back in 1983 or whatever. So Ducky all the way. He's
0: my man.
1: Yeah. And Jen, are you, are you going to vote mm. Ducky? Your spouse is nicknamed Ducky.
0: Not by himself. And because of this weird joke, okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and with nothing to do with this character, I might add, because also he would be he would be offended if he found out that, yeah, somebody thought that
2: what What and is you your know. deal with Ducky? <laughs> You're no, like, no. he would he would absolutely hate to be associated with this character. And also he would never oh. have chosen that nickname for
0: himself. As well, though people no. choose nicknames for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> this is because well for what well, anyway, he would hate a lot of things. Specifically, probably being associated with Stuart on this podcast, which he
1: will because he's definitely going to listen to it tomorrow. Anyone who chooses a nickname for themselves has never had that nickname stick. You know, yeah. like you all have yeah. a friend in middle school who's like named John and they're like, call me Rocket. And it's like, no, <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that.
0: Yeah, my spouse is so horribly stuck because my my mom is a nicknamer and she was just like waiting for the chance to nickname him way too early before we even like really made it official and my brother came into town he was living out of town and had a birthday party so we turned up and my partner put on this uh it's a it was like a baseball cap right That look that had like a it was like like a duck with like eyes on it and a little fluffy tail on the back, you know, and he put it on and was doing as a gag throughout that like. When he put on the hat, he was like this nefarious character named Ducky who was telling people to do stuff that they wouldn't normally do and everything. And then you take the hat off and he would be normal again. And whatever. and Anyway, my mom just called him Ducky after that, like literally forever. It's been more than 12 years now. That's what it is. So his name is Ducky. And I must say, I I love, 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 love Ducky in the movie Pretty in Pink. And honestly, I am kind of dressed like Ducky in the movie Pretty in Pink right now. And he definitely had the best style of anyone in that movie. But come on, I'm going to vote for Samantha James.
1: I knew it. I (laughs) knew this was all just preamble for you not voting for Ducky.
0: What? First of all, Ducky is still a child. And also he's kind of an incel. He needs to go get some fucking like a life and figure himself out.
1: Ducky needs to come out as bi. I think this is a bisexual versus bisexual bracket.
0: Again, this is another one where I could see Ducky and Samantha James together
2: more easily. Absolutely. What are you saying to me? (laughs) <laughs> Samantha James versus Ducky? She would murder him.
1: Ducky wouldn't oh, be able to stand up a being
2: little
0: with him, bit. I don't think. And his teenage time. What about by the time he got to his mid-30s? You know, give Ducky some more credit, y'all. You vote for him. You don't really believe in him.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Jen trying this... to do psychological warfare over here now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is an insult. I... I was obsessed with Ducky in high school. He was like, he's like, like, he's like my perfect man. Like, he's, he's so, oh my God.
0: He's your perfect high school man. He needs to get through college and talk to him then. And I mean, I'm sure he'll be even better. He grows with me. And he, you know, yeah. So I love Ducky, but I'm going to be the contrarian to go with Samantha James here, knowing safely that Ducky is already
1: one. I'm sympathetic to the Samantha James argument, but like Ducky is just like, he's so smart and he's so funny. Like he has, he's got, always got the perfect one-liner and I'm a sucker for that.
0: And I do got to say that whole choreographed perfect lip sync performance through the whole record store is the perfect way to ask somebody out on a date. Yes.
1: Ducky okay. appreciates you throwing a few bones his way, <laughs> but he doesn't <laughs> need them because he won the round anyway, in spite of you. Ugh,
0: okay. Uh, he and I can still get along.
2: Next. Next. We have Ben from What If versus Larry, the cameraman from Groundhog Day. Once Larry. again. Yeah. Larry. It's gotta be Larry.
0: Larry. <laughs> that was so okay.
2: Funny. Yeah, Moving on. <laughs> Let's see. We're we're already... Well, that was a quick one. Let's move over to the right side. We have Lee Flynn from The Kissing Booth. So that's the brother of Jacob Elordi's character versus Paul Rudd Paris. Paul Rudd.
1: Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. Paul yeah. Rudd. <laughs> Any Kissing Booth character should be n- not just oh lose, goodness. but eradicated <laughs> from the bracket. Yeah.
2: Okay. Next, we, we're really breezing through it. Next, yeah. we have Knives Chow and versus Roxy Richter, both ah. from
0: Scott Pilgrim.
1: A Scott Pilgrim off?
0: I feel like in a few years when Knives has, you know, been to some university, had a few boyfriends and maybe girlfriends, then maybe she's out at one of these, you know, local music house parties where she's standing bored holding a red Solo cup in her hand. And then American Roxy Richter walks up to her and says something charming. And what happens then? Anyway, my vote is Roxy Richter, but, like, I kind of hope they end up together.
1: Jen, I like how you slipped into British colloquialisms there for a, a little while. <laughs> did she's I? gone to some university. <laughs> <laughs> after she gets I out of know, hospital. Man. Yeah,
0: well, you know that apparently Shakespearean English is supposed to sound more like an East Tennessee accent than it is supposed to sound like a British accent of today's time. So I heard that. Yeah. The internet tells me.
1: Point of okay. pride for East Tennessee. It's, it's pals sudden service and the fact that it's closer to Elizabethan English than received <laughs> pronunciation.
2: <laughs> okay. So I also choose Roxy uh, because I love Knives as a character, but again, she's just like a good character. She's not a romantic interest in any way. And Roxy is just so compelling and interesting, and I wish we'd seen more of her. So Roxy is for me.
1: Okay, 3-0.
2: Roxy. Okay, Roxy. Next, we have Alexander Lemtov from eurovision played by who is he played by again
1: dan stevens dan stevens yes in a horror movie coming out this friday we're not sponsored by this horror movie but i'm gonna watch it and so should you because it's dan stevens
0: Samantha, you watched Legion, right?
1: No. Is Dan Stevens also oh in Oh, my
0: fucking God. Yes. No, you would love Legion. I really, really, really liked the first season. Then I got worried that it was going to get... it's Because it, I didn't even realize it was an X-Men property. I thought it was just a movie in the first long episode. Is this and oh, it's Aubrey, also got Aubrey Plaza in it. Yes. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. And yes. Yeah. You will really, really be into that. You should absolutely watch it. Okay. Okay. End of endorsement that we are definitely not paid for. Okay. So,
2: so we have, I don't know what Legion is. So, we have Alexander <laughs> Lemtov versus Michael from Reality Bites.
1: I got to go with Lemtov. I got to go with our charismatic, I, yeah. closeted gay Russian pop star
0: i want to be a eurovision star alexander limtov launch me through the heights of that world i don't give a fu- michael is behind the scenes at his mtv job like yeah limtov all the way
1: yeah it's the line be of love himself.
0: okay and then
2: let's see let me write him down
1: dan stevens sponsor our podcast please <laughs>
2: The final bracket is left twin from Scott Pilgrim versus Steph from Pretty in Pink. <laughs> what have we done?
0: <laughs> well, y'all fucking launch Steph up here and you both- Said on record that you want to be choked to death by James Spader.
1: <laughs> you two are I, the ones who want to fuck James McAvoy's in Gnome. I'm allowed to have <laughs> destructive sexual feelings
2: about what's destructive Steph. about? Well, regardless, <laughs> That's what I'm saying regardless, I'm gonna launch Steph all the way to the top. I choose Steph. <laughs>
1: I'm with you Sadie. <laughs> We've got to stick together with Stephen Stewart.
0: <laughs> with The extreme note that I cannot believe you left the Chris Evans ex out of the Scott Pilgrim's exes that you included in this and put left twin in instead because Chris (laughs) Evans ex would obviously take this position over Steph for me if this was a choice. But okay, Steph, because he was really hot in secretary at least when he grew up (laughs) and hopefully didn't murder too many people between then And now, God.
2: Yep. Okay. It's Steph. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, that makes sense, Jen. I we have to believe that Steph is. Channeled his sadistic impulses into consensual sadomasochistic practice well, after Pretty in Pink,
2: just like in um, Secretary.
1: Yeah, yeah, the continuity is there.
0: Yeah, we do hope that he, he has grew not up
1: murdered here. anyone. He has not gotten arrested on you know Schedule One drug felonies. He's just spanked some people who have wanted to be spanked
2: and been yes. spanked.
0: <laughs> he. <laughs> would have murdered Andy, though. You all can't even lie. He did not have control over shit at that point, and he obviously was doing way too much of his dad's cocaine that was concealed in that desk. He would have choked Andy to death. I do not feel that he was the choice of the options in that movie.
1: We can't We can't keep doing this. Sadie, what did you mean by and been spanked? <laughs> it's, a, it's a formal spank unto others as you have spanked as you have been spanked thine yeah, I want to
0: hear about Sadie's whole scenario
2: I, I think he has I think he has a realization at some point maybe in college that he's actually a bottom in it he's a sub and and that's that that's all I have to say about it. Mm, I but then, by I the
1: time of Secretary, he has to have discovered that he's at least a, a switch, right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I love the I love the well, pretty and like- pink Secretary multiverse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the whole point of Secretary, right, <sighs> is that he's a destructive dom who can't hold down a decent relationship because he's fucking things up by not finding somebody who can deal with this with him and very uh, incredibly not ethically introducing this into his workplace. So maybe it's
2: after Secretary that he realizes that he's actually a sub.
0: (laughs) 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 I think, you know what? I'm into it, Sadie. I'm in it. It's when Maggie Gyllenhaal is pregnant with his child. He decides he wants to be dominated by her.
1: This is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the conclusion to the trilogy that began with pretty in pink. <laughs> Secretary was the dark middle chapter. Okay. And then- <laughs> shall we?
2: Shall we keep yeah. going? We got to keep. The- it. So next up. So the final, the final four brackets we have first up Stuart versus John Ambrose.
0: I can't believe you guys put me in this position.
1: So this is a quarterfinal right here. I'm I'm torn. So
2: mad. (laughs) I, oh my God. Okay. So my thing is, is that I think,
1: I think I have to go with John Ambrose. Oh my god, Sadie, we had a pact before this podcast began in our private Mm -hmm. channel that we blocked Jen from. You you and I virtually cut open our palms and like slapped them against the screen together to make a blood oath that we were going to carry Stuart Besser to the semifinals.
0: You guys were like, Stuart forever. Stuart forever. God, I
1: I just... I register my protest vote for Stuart, time-traveling genius. John Ambrose has figured out how to play the piano. Stuart has figured out how to go backwards in time by jumping off of bridges. That's why I'm
0: so mad. I am am actually really mad at both of you. I am (laughs) super upset right now. I can't believe that you guys didn't even argue for Jeremy, who was, had nothing He's the world. wrong with him. Oh my
1: God. Jeff, get s- over it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing wrong with him except for not being an Irish asshole that... Amy Adams didn't want a
2: bone he in purpo- his movie. He proposed to her under false pretenses. He just proposed
1: to her because he wanted a damn
0: apartment.
1: He is a mouse next to the beast that Amy Adams ended
0: up <laughs> Samantha, that you loved him. Don't even lie right
1: now. We can go listen back. You I'm just trying Adams to Scott butter Sadie up <gasps> to hopefully get Stuart. I know Stuart
0: you I am really, I'm upset now. She already voted for John Ambrose. I it's have to be the time here. And I'm so pissed off because now I'm forced to vote between a teen and a dismissive time travel focused genius who probably lets his incredibly large dog poop in the house because he gets too fixated on his work because he doesn't even notice if he himself falls in an elevator shaft. Stuart's
1: a great guy. Stuart's a great guy.
0: Is he? Yes. You just voted for John
2: Ambrose. They're both great guys. <laughs> Jen, before Listen.
1: you vote, consider how many times have I come to visit you in person.
0: Uh, I, am going to. How many man. times has Sadie I, come? However, I didn't kill, know Sadie until quarantine you. started, <laughs> and that is not even a fair consideration, Samantha. Uh, damn it! This is
2: so bad. Mm. Flip a coin for it. God, I walk think think us through I would your thinking, okay? Because here, okay. So the mm. thing about them both okay. is that they are both. Like, they both concede, like, at the end, when Lana Condor says that she wants to be with Peter Kavinsky, John Ambrose is upset, but he's like, okay, like, I want you to be happy or whatever. And then he's just kind of left and it's kind of sad. And the same thing happens for Stuart, where he accepts that Meg Ryan wants to be with Leopold and he does all he can to help her be with the person that she loves. So... (laughs) I think that they're both they're both evenly matched in a lot of ways, so it's good that they've ended up against
0: each other. Sadie, I think you made a very beautiful case for them both. This
1: is what Thank the bracket you. was designed to do: was yeah. to create these tough decisions.
0: Samantha, I am a genius.
1: You're such a good bracket maker, Sadie. Maybe <laughs> Thank you. You're so smart Sadie, that you, you should are. know the better choice here. <laughs>
0: And, and Samantha, you know that you are my best friend and I love you more than almost anyone in this universe I other love you than too. my own weird probably figuring out how to do time travel in the bedroom spouse.
1: I love you too. However, so how could you do this to me?
0: Because Stuart is happy on his own. He is not even looking for a partner. He wants his dog and he wants time travel and he wants his studies. He is not looking for anything else. John Ambrose, obviously the fuck is, but then gets cruelly left alone because Peter Kavinsky just looked good one day, Running outside the lacrosse field.
1: I accept my fate. Me and Stuart are going to go to the future and meet
0: replicants. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Samantha, I mean, man, I hope that you bring me with you, but I understand if you don't. I need to be along with
1: Stuart for a little while.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But also, when you're alone with Stuart, please ask him about that portrayal of his character in Party Girl where he was a straight-up rapist, okay? Yeah. And also ask him about how in the world his marriage with Naomi Watts ended because that was all kept very private, but I don't know. He reminds me a little bit of my ex, and I worry about him. Okay, moving on. <sighs> okay. All
2: right. Um. <laughs> somehow, we have ended up with Ducky. Versus Larry from Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh
1: shit. this is painful. Oh, no. This is another tough one. Not for me, oh, baby. It's no. Ducky all the
0: way. I know you're Ducky all the way. Well, oh, Samantha is going to be the deciding vote here because I'm I feeling
1: love- I'm, spiteful.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm Okay, because you know I am a fashion sensitive gal and I love Ducky for it. But it's the first time I ever watched Groundhog Day and I was super, super, super attached to Larry. I am not that into Phil. So. What? Le- uh, but Larry he stole is tips. He stole tips. Yeah, and did you hear what Ducky said to those girls at the beginning of that movie? It was a product of its time. Mm, Stealing tips wasn't, is like, evergreen. <laughs> is I feel ev- like, I think that, that Larry was character assassinated there at the last second. Just Larry's like what a grown happened man. in the World K. Hamilton novels. Yeah, he's a grown man. He should know not to steal tips. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. But are you kidding me that suddenly one day has passed and Larry, who has been the eminent voice of reason and kindness, who has been the foil to all of Phil's bullshittery all day for like however many thousands of years, suddenly is like... Oh guess what? I'm a tip stealer who not even an old lady will pay a dollar to go on a date with? No. I think that was some end of movie bullshit. I don't even buy it. But so I'm gonna vote Larry, but I mean I'm I ain't gonna be mad about John Ambrose. He's got his whole life ducky? ahead of him. Do you mean oh, Ducky? ducky. Ah! Sorry, Ducky, discounted you once again, as I literally am wearing like spats on my feet.
1: So Jen, are you voting Larry? Yeah. So I Larry. have the power now.
0: Samantha oh God. has the power.
1: Baby's first tiebreaker.
0: <laughs> Samantha's mad at me now. I'm instead mad at, of
1: I'm I join Zen in being mad like... at everyone, I think. Because John Ambrose is just boring. He's he's great, but he's one of these oh, teen movie they... characters who's just <laughs> so good as to be boring. John We're Ambrose
0: the, oh, no, no. I thought I thought it was between I had discounted Ducky in my mind though Samantha that's what we're, it's Ducky versus Larry. yeah
1: I'm still I'm still caught up okay, on the last I'm not trying to relitigate Thank you. it I'm okay, as preamble I'm I'm trying to explain why I'm mad at Sadie
0: I apologize
2: that like, I interrupted I can't I can't not be swayed by the beauty of Jordan Fisher he's perfect John in every way. <laughs>
1: John Ambrose is the iced caramel macchiato of this bracket, a perfect Starbucks (laughs) beverage, but one that's like so perfect is to be almost inoffensive, you know? And- Stuart was like an affogato. Stuart was like espresso, like poured over ice cream, you know?
2: I, I can't I can't do this coffee talk. I refused. <laughs> I
0: refused. <laughs> I don't even understand what it means, but I'm I'm here. Okay.
1: Well, I sound like Greg Kinnear's character and You've Got Mail now, so I'm going to stop, <laughs> put a pin in that for a You've Got Mail discussion. But that's why I'm mad at Sadie for advancing John Ambrose. But I must remain unclouded. I must remain pure and perfect in my vision. I must not allow biases or emotion <laughs> to overtake me. And it's gotta be ducky. It has to be ducky.
2: I appreciate this, this sense of, <laughs> of,
1: of yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's not for you. It's for what's, what's right. And Larry is, I like Larry a lot. Yeah, no,
0: he was the, an offside yeah. character. And he did get badly character assassinated at the end. Whereas Ducky was character assassinated at the beginning and then launched forth from that into better things. So, you know. I'm always
1: going to go. And if you know who I'm married to, you'll know this is true. I'm always going to go for very verbal people who are very clever. (laughs) And so Ducky over Larry.
2: Okay, we're golden. Next, we have Paul Rudd versus... Or Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd's Paris <laughs> versus it's just Paul Rudd versus Roxy Richter.
1: Oh, we had a, this oh. is a, interesting.
0: Oh God, these are two characters we know next to nothing about. <laughs> yeah, except that. Oh God, and I'm attracted to both of them, so I can't go on that. And yep. I can't like, uh, yeah, put my own experience on here. So, ugh, okay, I'm going to cast the first vote here now, having gone violently against Samantha in the last, that Paul Rudd, canonically in this film as Paris, is wanting to marry a mid teenager. Whereas Roxy Richter is wanting to have a consensual relationship with an adult of, you know, like age. So Roxy is my gal.
1: I'm team Roxy too. I think she's got more pizzazz and is more interesting. And Paul Rudd has some great aesthetic moments in Boz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet adaptation. But Roxy Richter is who I'd want to spend time with.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think she'd be a great girlfriend.
1: She would treat me well. Wow, our first unanimous vote in a while. Let's <laughs> bask in the glow of our accord.
0: I thought that we were at the end and in the last one, but we were not.
1: We've got the okay. semis left.
2: Shoot. Next, we have Alexander Lemtov from Eurovision
0: versus Steph. <laughs> 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 Oh, my God. I'm very interested to see what the two of you who want to die by Steph's hand choose.
1: Rule change. They both advance and reign (laughs) as as kings together over this bracket.
0: Hey, Samantha. Yeah? What if Alexander Limtoff were played by James Spader?
1: (laughs) Oh. Yeah. (laughs) If James Spader were 20 years younger, he could have been in the Eurovision movie.
0: Alexander (claps) Lemtov. Moving on.
1: Oh, that's your choice?
0: (laughs) Yeah. What do you say,
1: Samantha? uh, I think I've got to go Lemtov as well. How about you?
2: God, I just in terms of like who I would want to spend, like if I had to spend a year with either of them. It would have to be Alexander Lemtov, so I choose him. Even though I do think that Steph is just a wildly interesting character, I also think that Alexander Lemtov is a wildly interesting character, but he is also likable. Guys, so
0: why? if you just get access <laughs> to a large wooden desk and a large amount of cocaine yourself? You can be Steph. You don't need him. You do not need him. You can be him. Inspiring.
2: <sighs> I just need to do drugs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With a large wooden desk, that's important, and a collared polo shirt, Sadie. You got to act the part.
1: This I knew this would be the episode that turns Sadie into a coke addict.
2: <laughs> Both of you to assume it wasn't
0: leap year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we were so young man.
1: Sadie <laughs> S- 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 okay. just went on an addled binge of <laughs> leap year after that, <laughs> that. episode. Okay,
2: we are down to on on the left side. We have John Ambrose versus Ducky.
1: Ducky. <laughs> Wait, can we review all of all of our semifinalists? Because these are our final. Is this our final matchup before the final? Yeah. So we have
2: so we have four people left
1: total. Okay,
2: read them up so- for
1: us. And for our beautiful listeners,
2: there's John Ambrose played by Jordan Fisher in To All the Boys I've Loved Before 2. Then we have Phil Ducky Dale played by John Cryer in Pretty in Pink. Then we have Roxy Richter played by May Whitman in Scott Pilgrim. And then finally, we have Alexander Lemtov, played by Dan Stevens, in Eurovision: The Song of Fire Saga. Well, I don't know. I don't know the lane, but
1: <laughs> Eurovision saga. Song Contest: The Story of Fire Saga.
2: Yes, you should know. You've seen it like twenty times. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a wild, wild four we've got going on here. <laughs> so, out of John Ambrose versus Ducky who I am so torn in so many ways because here's my thought. I was talking to my friend about this earlier and I feel like Ducky walked so that John Ambrose could run. I feel like they have similar energies in terms of other guys in that they're just... I think, I think that John Ambrose is very interesting. I think he's very sweet and I think he would be so good to you. But I'm going to have to go with ducky because ducky is my ride or die he's been there with me when no one else was and yeah he's just he really in both in terms of just like being a a good choice and also being absolutely robbed in the movie that he was in it has to be ducky he's the ultimate other guy at least in this between between him and john ambrose
1: if john ambrose is the iced caramel macchiato of this bracket. Ducky is the unicorn frappuccino. And I pick Ducky. Yeah,
0: are you fucking kidding? Like, if (laughs) they walked into, like, a style off, like, John Ambrose would just walk into the room and then stand there looking sort of basic, and Ducky would swirl in and do a heel click and have a choreographed routine to a whole, like, excellent song that we would all be glad to have added to our own personal soundtrack. Ducky is the winner. Okay, well, don't slander John Ambrose. Don't
2: slander his good name.
0: I mean, oh, no. I love him too. You
2: know, but <laughs> I still love him to death. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a 3 it's a 3 to 0 in favor of Ducky. Okay, next we have a wild choice, Roxy Richter versus alexander lemtov
1: oof Uh, uh, i'll go first we've gotta we've gotta bury one gay you know you hate to do it
0: oh my god oh my god (laughs) damn do we want to go with the established successful gay or with the up and coming has been buried gay ugh
1: On one hand, Alexander, I think the Dan Stevens performance is incredible. I think the Alexander Lemtov character is more fleshed out, more captivating, more interesting, has a great singing voice. I feel like I'm talking myself into that direction. But Roxy Richter has an energy to her that I find deeply compelling. And I find Mae Whitman quite captivating.
2: I... I'm torn because like Alexander Limtov seems like a genuinely good person, whereas Roxy Richter, she was working for Gideon, who is extremely problematic and manipulative and abusive. So I
0: was she coerced or not?
2: Yeah, was she coerced? And also just in terms of, like, fame, I think she's a pretty famous other guy. You know, I know that that doesn't really factor in, but I also have to choose Roxy.
1: Oh, I haven't registered my vote yet, so you're our first- Oh. Our oh, my God. Vote. You didn't? I lulled you into voting by just listing off positive qualities of each of them.
2: I'm so tired of these mind games, Samantha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll be over soon. We'll, we'll finish the bracket and then we can both go get choked to death by James Spader. As is natural.
0: <laughs> God. Well, I will resurrect you all when my partner figures out to you through his weird home studio. That I'm sitting in now recording this. All right. What's my choices now between... God, I have to choose between Alexandra Lemtov and Roxy Richter. Yes. (laughs) And I'm already outvoted, even if I choose the other option.
1: No, I haven't voted.
0: Oh, good. Because I was just like spacing out, staring at a corner in the wall for an instant while I tried to take all the information in through my ear holes. Mm, because this is so hard wait this is our final
1: this is our semi-final the winner of this will advance to face ducky in the final round Uh,
0: uh, okay okay thank you actually for phrasing it that way samantha we're going roxy richter versus ducky
1: (laughs) i think i was leaning that way anyway and i love alexander limtop
0: and this was a terrifying choice between them but I keep thinking every choice is going to be the final choice but this was not this okay. was the lean so okay.
1: it's come to this
0: I am seriously worried about you both I am going to have to protect you all from time travelers and charismatic attractive people who will strangle you to death Jesus alright and I just Entering both have a strong bracket. death
1: drive I think <laughs>
0: yeah well I, how do i but not in those ways we're just
2: drawn to chaos and weird people
0: True. sadie calling me out as i posted an instagram pic in the bathroom i had i had to call you out sorry okay
1: so so, where are we at, Sadie?
2: It's down to Ducky versus Roxy Richter. So Ducky Dale, Ooh. Roxy Richter.
0: Is this our final battle?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two hours of final deliberations. Battle. Twenty-six rejected rom-com <sighs> characters for Ducky versus Roxy.
2: So should I go first? Should who who should go first?
1: <sighs>
0: I don't who i'm gonna pick somebody else go first
1: ducky is smart he's funny he's he's the class clown he can be kind of an annoying little shit sometimes but he's an iconic other guy i'm trying hard not to take the movie itself into account but he was flagrantly rejected for a clearly worse option which i think him and
2: roxy do have in common
1: yes (laughs) and true (laughs) Roxy Richter is a, a moonborn bisexual roller derby skater, and that's extremely my interests. But whew, is everyone else as conflicted as I am? I feel like, Sadie, yes. do you have your vote? I, I, I,
2: I have to go, Ducky. Like I have, like I have to. It was, it was initially just before I even started this bracket. I knew it was going to go down. For me, in the John Ambrose versus Ducky round, that was where I was going to be most conflicted. And so, yeah, it has to be Ducky. I like Roxy as a character. I think she's fun. I think that there's so much more to her character. And I think she's also an iconic other person, but especially like in the, in the pantheon of the seven evil exes, but Ducky is just like, he's, he's the other guy. Like she should have ended up with him. She did end up with him in the original script. So, and he's just, he's just, he's so funny and he has perfect timing and he has room to grow. He is the, he's the perfect bisexual man. So it's Ducky for me. I will leave you both to it. Goodbye. I just (laughs)
1: want to get in my vote so that Jen will have to be (laughs) The tiebreaker instead of me Kikus, I think I'm gonna vote Roxy. I think <gasps> I think I gotta go by Furious on this one.
2: Yeah, so why did you do this
1: to me? So that I didn't have to be you right now.
0: <laughs> why is this happening to me?
1: Uh, I'll say my reasons for Roxy, which is born on the moon, plays roller derby, it is chaotic. Ah, uh, is bisexual and mad about it. Well, not like mad that she's like bisexual, but like mad in a uh, tired of being erased in biphobic ways, kind of mad. Uh, maybe when Ducky comes out and becomes his fully realized chaotic bisexual self in college, he would win over Roxy Richter for me. But as it stands, I've got to go Roxy. I've got to go for the butterfly bisexual versus the caterpillar bisexual.
0: Ducky's asking for a date scene where he rolls into the record store. And I wish that I knew the exact song right now because I didn't prepare for any of these because I was just ready to come brawl for all of them rolling into this bracket episode. But where he flies in there and does that incredible dance is so incredible. But at the same time, he doesn't even realize that Andy definitely doesn't want him to do that because she had already agreed to a date with somebody else that night and it just embarrassed the fuck out of her because he was just like overperforming, which eh, today as Leo season, so we all are into it, you know, like I'm very down, Sadie, we love him, hang on, hold it, hold it, you're ready to (laughs) 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 I was I was ready to defend him (laughs) (laughs) but also roxy is apparently mind controlled at the point that we meet her Mm -hmm. this is also a, a point maybe not in her favor that we we never get to see any of her true personality other than that she is vindictively angry and is one of Ramona Flowers ex. <sighs> I don't want to be the tiebreaker here because like both of you make a case for me again. I you just did, but like <laughs> I I was not for Ducky, but his style is really selling me. And I really did think she should have ended up with Ducky at the end of that movie over Potato Blaine. But then Roxy Richter was born on the fucking moon and she was done so wrong in that movie. What the hell?
1: the agony i don't know who to choose find out who we chose on the next two-hour episode (laughs) you should see the other guy coming next week
2: coming next year (laughs) on dvd and
1: blu-ray and and cassette uh, (laughs) which is what sadie thought that vinyls were called vinyl records were called i hate you I um, re-listened oh, to that episode <laughs> recently.
2: <laughs> so, listen, the reason, another reason why I, I've voted for Ducky and I like Ducky is we just see more of him. Like, he's more of a character. And also, he, I mean, if we think about it, Andy makes some mistakes. Throughout the movie like she's you know she's like a teenager and so I think one of the things that John Hughes did really well was just like show teenagers as being a little messy they make mistakes sometimes they're not perfect people and on the flip side so we have Andy who's you know still a a teenager she's still kind of figuring herself out and then Ducky at the same time is also figuring himself out. So it's not necessarily like ducky, you know, Andy never feels uncomfortable by the way that he's acting. Like he is her best friend and he's just trying to deal with the hurt of like, you know, he's always loved her, but he knows that she's never really loved him back, but he thinks that she would. And so like the dance scene, when, she has the date with Blaine, you know, it's kind of just like, he's just upset. And so it comes off in maybe a way that you might think is just like, oh, that's kind of like shitty and kind of invasive. But like sometimes that might be what you do if your best friend that you've never worked up the courage to actually truthfully say that you love them, start stating so- you know what I
0: mean?
1: I know. Sadie.
0: You're huh. selling me. Okay. Samantha, what's your case for Roxy? <laughs>
1: I don't. I don't think I can mount as strong in defense. Moon bisexual bifurious. I feel like I'm gonna I have to change my vote if you don't tiebreak in Sadie's like,
0: favor. Oh no!
1: Okay, let me audibly go through
0: my thought process here. We are, we Instead reached a stalemate. Of just- <laughs> because Sadie's argument was so good. Because again, Ducky is gonna be fucking fine. But (sighs) kind of think, okay, so I'm trying to break this down on who do I most want to see the movie that follows as the protagonist next, I guess, is being my tiebreaker of this choice. And Ducky should have been the protagonist of pretty and pink in the first place i guess because andy picked a potato Mm, and that was super sad and roxy we and that's the big argument against her is that we know nothing about her except that she can be apparently brought to orgasm by, and and in the world of Scott Pilgrim, therefore defeated by being tickled on the back of her knee and exploded into coins. Jesus. Which theoretically could also be Ducky's weakness. We don't know. <laughs> it's never history. explored. Discovered. Yeah. Because Sadie knows via me saying that, That I'm about to bring down the hammer in favor of Roxy Richter. What? I love you, Ducky, so much you will live a fulfilling and satisfying life. But I want to see the fucking movie of what in the goddamn world happens to Roxy Richter next.
1: I'm so sorry, Sadie. Oh my gosh. Wait, I feel like (laughs) I have to reverse my vote because I didn't want Roxy to win, (laughs) but I did want Jen to be tormented. Oh, you
0: did this, Samantha. (laughs) Wait, do you reverse your vote? You can still do it so Ducky can triumph. I I won't hold it up for it, yeah. I only did this because you guys put me in such a like peak, like I was like balancing on one side or of another, and I finally fell on Roxy.
1: Ducky is but if just you more want of a character Ducky, than Roxy, you know.
0: Well, of course, he got much more. He got much more screen time than she did. But I want more screen time for her. That's why I eventually voted for her. <laughs> But I would be happy to hand Ducky the crown. We
1: can do a quick reversal here. I think I've gotta walk it back. I think I can't find Roxy winning this back <laughs>
0: <laughs> The roller coaster that we've just oh. been through.
1: I think it's gotta be Ducky. Oh, I think it always had yeah. to be Ducky.
0: My vote is down
1: for Roxy though. Just make sure that's recorded. <laughs> I think Stewart should have won this whole thing, but I think, I think- you are
0: fucking nuts on that, Samantha.
1: <laughs> absent Stewart, <laughs> I think I think Ducky's got a got a win over over Roxy, who had like two minutes of screen time, as delightful as those two minutes were.
0: Samantha, you are going to discover time travel from your own bedroom. You don't need Stewart, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the moral of
2: the yeah. story. <laughs> You don't need a man to
1: to make it happen. <laughs> this is a Pussycat Dolls motto. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew the answer was in a Pussycat Dolls song all along. Ooh, so Ducky. CD, are you happy with your victory?
2: I'm happy with my victory.
1: But <laughs> so you know, push to the brink,
0: I'm going to choose Roxy. Ducky would leave me for the cooler, newer girl. <laughs> are you kidding? What? No, he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. He is
2: loyal mm-hmm. to the end. Busy. With his bolo ties. <laughs> his shoes. The uh, Don't the try to turn me against my one. man. My husband Ducky. Don't I'm do it. Saying. Anyway, I won. I'm great. I am the master of all. It's Ducky. Forever and always. Peace out. <laughs> Justice for
0: Stuart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuart? What? Justice for Jeremy. Are yeah. you kidding? Fuck off. Adam Scott could have taken this whole thing. He's a cardiologist with a fucking beautiful apartment in Chicago. Who is Adam Scott? Yeah. Well, but
2: what else? What has he got going for him personality wise? Absolutely nothing. He's got a nice job. He's got a nice apartment. He's got a nice face.
0: What, he's not was a good person. With, what was she with him then for all those years, Sadie? Because it was a facade. They wanted the same things. They never talked. They never. But what, what, what is their, what is his personality? I, we have to save this for a Leap Year the Redo. <laughs>
1: I feel like that's going to happen in the yeah. history of this podcast. It
0: definitely is going to happen because I am still angry, like with the the E in angry about small Sadie, S-M-O-L small Sadie being so <laughs> taken in by that Irishman and his sweaters.
2: Tonight I'm going to rewatch Pretty in Pink and then I'm going to rewatch Leap Year.
1: No. <laughs>